Hi-ho! Welcome to... <coughs> uh, sorry, I had a frog in my throat. Uh, welcome to Side Character Quest. Uh, with me this week is Elion, and my name, as per usual, is Ty. Uh, I have not given you a window to say anything, Elion, but uh, say hello to everybody. Hello. Did y'all know that Ty is short for Tide Pod? It's, that's 100% factual and accurate. Um, <laughs> tell your friends and tell tell everybody. Tell everybody, and they'll ask you, but who is this Ty person? And then you'll say, well, he runs this podcast that maybe you want to take a listen to. Uh, it's all viral marketing, or what's the word, guerrilla marketing? That's what it is. I'm very good at advertisement, marketing, all that stuff. Anyway... <laughs> Hello, and Tide. uh, yep. <laughs> Tide Pod <laughs> is also just short for Tide Podcast, so <laughs> it's your exactly. brand. It's my brand. It's all part of the brand. So uh, last time when we were uh, joining Elion uh, playing Deirdre, the half-orc cleric, we'll remind the listeners uh, what was going on, if you can, or feel free to ask me questions if you don't remember. Well, she's on a quest to save the man who saved her life as a child, and um, she has a little goblin stowaway who has stolen a possum from somewhere to become <laughs> their wizard familiar. And uh, Deirdre's having a bit of a time, got attacked by a bear who is also maybe a science experiment bear? Who knows? Anyway, she went back inside. Everybody's inside. It's fine. It's chill. Deirdre's not gonna, you know, worry about anything. Cool, 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 cool. That covers, I, I think, pretty much most of everything. Uh, do you have any any questions or need any reminders uh, that you would like to ask right now? Or uh, do you want to just go straight in? I can't think of anything, so let's just go. <laughs> Sounds good. After the excitement of that night, the next several days passed without incident. Sage Orion needed time to prepare his cure for Father Cran, and he worked slowly, patiently. He would disappear into his study at the top of the tower for hours at a time, the silence occasionally punctuated by a shouted oath. Meanwhile, Mads was enthralled by the illusory field on the first floor. After a few hours spent playing with the illusion, looking for loops and breaks, they eventually found a dial on the grandfather clock that would be used to change location. The time and the season, though, seemed to be fixed onto that of the real world. Meanwhile, uh, I see, say meanwhile a lot. Um, Deirdre, you have been left to your own devices. You aren't being asked to run mass. You aren't cleaning the cathedral. Uh, aside from meeting for breakfast and dinner, Orion has no expectations for what you do with your time. So in these last few days, like, what have you been doing with your time? Uh, it doesn't need to be anything like crazy or, or subversive or, or like weird. Um, it could just be, you know, routine. Uh, it's up to you. Yeah, uh, she takes care of her equipment, exercises Veritas, just takes him out for walks every once in a while. 
probably mostly keeping an eye on Mads and making sure that they don't break anything. When you uh, go out with uh, Veritas, like, what are you... Are you actually taking them out of the fortress that Orion has set up, or are you just sort of running around the grounds? Like, what? how are you doing that? Probably in the beginning, she stays around the grounds, and then if she doesn't, like, hear anything, see anything really, like, super weird, nothing's attacking or whatever, she might go out, ride around out there, depend- just as time goes on. Just like, all right. We're both kind of just going around in circles inside here. Let's go out for a little bit of a longer ride. Gotcha. So roll me a a just sort of a general perception check to just sort of see what sort of things you notice when you are like when you're exploring the grounds around the fortress, like outside of the wall. Uh, Ty? That's a nat 20. Oh, man, I wish I was doing this. For- okay, I feel like I need to give you something <laughs> particularly good for this. Um, so there's there's a few things that uh, you notice when you are um, traveling around. Uh, one, you, you notice a particular road that um, you can tell is not well-traveled, but it is clearly um, the sort of thing that occasionally maybe carts come by. Probably nothing recent as far as you can tell, but it is relatively well-maintained, which makes you believe that uh, that every once in a while there will be a cart coming through, a traveler coming through, something along those lines. You also uh, can tell there, there's not a lot of plant life or wildlife around here, out away from the soft grounds. It's basically just this large open field, uh, lots of grass. Um, you do occasionally see uh, the occasional bird uh, vultures up high in the sky obviously like insects gnats that sort of thing uh field mice various stuff but but nothing like uh you aren't seeing like herds of of deer or anything like that you also don't in any of your time see any signs of any corrupted beasts any people around anything like that hmm. so is there anything that that you think and feel free to say no here, um, in which case we'll probably just skip ahead to another scene. Is there anything that you think that uh, Deirdre would like to, like, check out specifically about this place or around the, about the surrounding areas? Like, anything that she would be looking for? Uh, not particularly. If she sees any, like, plants or anything that she can use as spell components, she'd probably collect them. Okay. But otherwise, she's... She has been taught to mind her business. (laughs) Okay. So when you've been uh, traveling around, you've noticed a few herbs growing, uh, like magical herbs growing around the wall, the outer wall of this um, fortress. Uh, You've also noticed going a little bit farther out, going closer to the soft grounds, various plants that you know make good tea. And uh, you've noticed some cattails and things like that. But yeah... In general, you know, a few things for you to collect. Nothing, nothing, in, nothing, uh, particularly spectacular. Okay. Um, so one day, um, after maybe the after a couple of days of you going on these longer rides around um, the fortress, you come in, stepping through that illusory fire um, that's blocking the rent open portcullis, the metal portcullis, the door of this fortress, and you see uh, Mads walking around, tapping on 
various points in the tower. Just like click, 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 click with like a stick. Suspicious. I'll go up to Mads. Are you still um, riding? Uh, no. Um, she would have gotten off Veritas to go through the portcullis. Gotcha. You walk over with Veritas and Mads is just sort of like tapping various spots. Um, you see that Mazen is uh, riding their, their shoulder, just kind of clinging onto there. Hey, uh, Deirdre, uh, how you doing? I am all right. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm doing all right. I'm just kind of looking around for, you know, hidden passages and mm, illusions and things like that. You know? And what will you do if you find one? I mean, I think what I'll do, I think what I'll do is, um... Mmm... That's a good question, alright? That's a... That's a real good question. I don't know exactly, um... But I think, uh... Maybe I'll figure out exactly what sorts of treasures are being hidden by it. And I'll go check those out, and it'll be great. Mm Mm-hmm. Mads, sages are not typically known for keeping treasures. What are they known for keeping, then? Knowledge. Knowledge? All right. So what what is this going now? You would have to ask Sage Orion once he is done with his work. Okay. I mean, so what so what exactly are Have we talked about this? Have we talked about why uh what what reason we are for here? I, t- I honestly don't know. Have have you guys talked about this? Do you, does he does uh does Mads know why you guys are here? I mean, if Mads has asked Probably. Deirdre sees no reason to lie. She's here to get a medicine. She's not going to say, like, specifically for Father Crayon, but she's here to get some medicine that Sage Orion knows how to make. Okay, so he he's he knows how to... He's a doctor. He's a doctor wizard. All right. That's pretty good. I mean, he, he must be really smart, then. Hey, Ty. Yeah? The side character quest universe has doctors? Ha! <laughs> um, that's a good, that's a good point. He's a medical wizard. He, he does medicine stuff, eh? I've... He can make poultices and potions. Hmm. Some of which do heal. That's pretty cool. I mean, I guess that's why he's, um, so, like... He he looks like he's probably not that much older than you, I guess. I'm surprised that he he knows so much. Deirdre's now like, how old would Sage Orion be? <laughs> Sage Orion knew me as a baby. <laughs> Deirdre's doing some mental math. She kind of just like looks like, I don't actually know how old this guy is. Huh. Uh, roll me some sort of check. What would this be like? Would this be like a, a history check, a, a nature check, medicine check, just to sort of like see or investigation maybe? Oh. I don't know. I don't know if she would actually like try to find the information, but it's like one of those things where it's like, huh. Like, you know, when you're like getting old enough to wonder how old your parents are? Yeah, exactly. 
Um, I, I think this would be like your passive investigation unless you want unless you say that you are actively like you think this is something that she is really critically thinking about. Uh, passive investigation would be 13. I'm fine with that. That's about okay. the effort that she's putting in. <laughs> cool. Um, so you so I think that we've said before that Deirdre is er, roughly in her early 20s. Is that right? Uh, I don't remember if I've ever written it down, but yes, probably. Okay, because I, I feel like I remember her being a little bit younger than Roderick, but around his age. Um, so that would put her early 20s. So you think that just based off of off of how old he looks, you think Sage Orion is probably about 10 years older than you, but that doesn't quite, like his, his physical appearance looks like he's about um, 10 years older than you. Uh, Good skin. Good skin. Very good skin. He's in very good shape. Moisturizes every day. Yep, yep. Uh, he has very good posture. Just, you know, his teeth are nice and shiny and white. He is in Oof. great physical condition. Sage Orion, what is your skincare routine? <laughs> exactly. Uh, maybe he's born with it. Um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> or maybe it's untold founts of knowledge <laughs> exactly but yeah that that uh that is how old he looks that doesn't seem to quite fit with how he described you before because that would have made him like 10 when he dropped you off with uh with crayon but you know i mean maybe he just looks good for his age i will uh uh, I would like you to roll me a... No, I don't think I'm going to have you roll me a history check because I feel like if we had not recorded o over a month ago, then you would remember this. Um, <laughs> or maybe you do remember this and, and you're like, I don't know. Um, but at the uh, end of the last episode, one of the last things that you saw was uh, him walking back to his room and looking very old. Hmm. I did not remember this. Okay, I'm glad that I reminded you. Hey, Ty? Yep. Is Sage Orion the Sphinx Riddle? <laughs> uh, maybe. Who knows? Have, have I only ever seen him at noon? Huh. Wake up in the morning. Baby. <laughs> Go to bed at night. Old man. Um, no, actually, I, I did say earlier, you do have a breakfast, regular breakfast and dinner with him. Um, so I don't know when he wakes up. <laughs> that's true. You know, he probably does have a kind of a late breakfast. A brunch, perhaps. <laughs> exactly. But uh, but speaking of, um, it is coming to be uh, time for dinner. So he generally expects you and Mads to meet him for breakfast and dinner. So if, is there anything that you want to uh, do before then? Um... Nah, she probably, I mean, like, other than brushing and everything for uh, Veritas. You know, all that post-ride care. Gotcha. Y'all horse girls know. <laughs> yeah, so you spend a while uh, taking care you of... You know, with the with toe picks, with the, <laughs> with the curry brush. Curry brush? Get a little bit of, like, the little brush that, it's like a little... I'm pretty sure that's what it's what it's called. It's like a little I, rubber, like o oval brush that has like a little bit of texture. And you can go in like circles, and it gets rid of like sweat and dirt and everything. 
I know what you're talking about now. That makes sense. Yeah. I just had never heard that name before. Curry brush. It sounds delicious. I think that's what it's called. Well, now I have to look it up. Otherwise, I'm going to sound stupid on a podcast as if that's <laughs> not what I do every week on mine. <laughs> oh, good. It's that's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so after you after you take care of Veritas, you and Mads head upstairs. You enter through that that main door of the tower. Orion is, has taken to leaving it unlocked for the two of you so that he doesn't have to, like, worry about, you know, letting you in and out and that sort of thing. And as you step in, uh, the ground floor um, has the field that you saw on your first day, your first couple of days, has been replaced. And there is uh, just open shoreline, a, a little beach that is, like, overlooking a, a massive pool of water just going off into the distance with um, just waves lightly uh, slamming and or lightly slamming with waves lightly cresting against uh, the shore. Uh, you see Mads walk out over to the uh, to the shore and just start like grab reaching out and like looking for where the physical wall is behind the um, the illusion and just see them sort of like walking on top of the water. Uh, and there's like a slight gap between their feet and the water where the waves appear to be before uh, you head upstairs to the second story where you guys have been staying. I just love the image of Mads walking on water. <laughs> Tiny goblin just walking out, reaching blindly for a wall. <laughs> like, it's I, in this ocean somewhere. I know it. I know it. Also, Deirdre's never seen an ocean, huh? Yeah. How? What do you? What is that? How does that strike you? <laughs> I mean, she's probably seen so many weird settings on this illusion. Yeah. Where she's like, that one's got to be fake. There's no, there's not that much water anywhere. <laughs> All right, time to go upstairs. Yeah, there, there's been a, a large variety of different locales that you've seen so far. Like, you've seen very verdant fields. You've seen things that are, are more uh, mundane. You've seen um, swamps. Some things are, are like, they seem like very beautiful variations on scenes that you have seen in real life, like idealized things. Mm -hmm. But then other other locations have looked drastically different like this. But then also, you know, you in addition to this one, you've seen things like a weird uh, forest where the, the trees are just incredibly thick. And there's just a, a mass of animals and plants that you've never seen before. Um, also, uh, a place where the ground is all um, black and there's just this liquid like what what this glowing red liquid just flowing on the edge of the the space all, all sorts of variety in what you have seen and this is probably one of those other one of those ones that like you said just seems unreal mm, sounds fake yeah sounds fake this is like that glowing rock place there's no way that there's this much water in the world no way I've seen rivers, but you can see across rivers. <laughs> exactly. So uh, do you just head upstairs at this point? Yeah. Cool. Going upstairs, leaving behind this uh, this ocean scene. You go up to the place that you've been staying for the past past several days. Once again, I, I mentioned before, there's a lot of storage uh, space. There's um, the cots. But then closer to the stairwell, there is a large table um, with a couple of benches and there are plates on it coming down the stairs as you approach you see sage orion carrying a large pot a cauldron 
and uh, he places it down on the table without a word uh, towards you, and he starts uh, starts setting things. Is it like setting it towards me like he's expecting me to do something? Have we established a routine here? Uh, have you established routine? Like, like, how do you probably probably it's been a while? Yeah. So he is uh, what what he would be doing if you were not here is just sort of getting out a couple of wooden bowls from some of the um, the pantries and uh, just ladling himself some soup from this pot. Are you taking on some of those duties for yourself, like setting the table and stuff? Yeah, probably. Cool. You set the table for uh, all three of you as he uh, and as you bring out bowls, he will he takes like a ladle and starts scooping out these uh, boiled cattail roots. Um, So basically like tubers um, that he's putting out into the soup um, for all of you. After that's all done, um, he sits down and immediately starts starts eating. Has Mads come up yet? Um, yeah, Mads uh, has. Oh, good. Yeah, Mads. Yeah, you guys are just sort of like sitting uncomfortably and silently, I guess. Are, are you eating as well? Yeah. As soon as he starts. So you guys sit uncomfortably, I guess, for a few minutes. Um, and then Mads comes upstairs. They come up behind you and just sort of like jump up onto your bench, you know, because there's one bench on one side, one bench on the other, and uh, grab the bowl that is next to you that is uh, that was for them and starts eating. Uh, Actually, no. They grab a spoon and just start scooping directly out of the cauldron. Mads. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Please use your bowl. Oh. Oh. Okay. Um. And they uh they grab the the pot the cauldron and just like like scooch it over the table and just start pouring it into the little bowl. Okay. Oh, no. What would Deirdre do? <laughs> As you you think about this, Stage Orion sighs and then, like, keeps eating his food. Mads, there is a ladle. Oh, um, okay. And he grabs the ladle, or sorry, they, they grab the ladle, and, like, looking at your, your face, looking at this sort of, like, uh, exasperated look on your face, starts ladling into their bowl. Uh, of course, by this point, the bowl is already full, because they had poured into it. Um, so it's it mostly unnecessary. They just use it to get a couple of uh, the big tubers out. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And their eyes dart between you and uh, Orion. So, um, children, uh, what have you been up to the last few days? I've been collecting some herbs that I can use uh, in... My rituals. Hmm. Um, mostly riding, keeping Mads out of trouble. Uh, have you uh, spotted any any people or animals nearby during our rides? Uh, nothing unusual. Nothing unusual. Um, perhaps any any uh, recent merchants or travelers. I, I'm running low on, on eggs. It would be nice to uh, restock. No, I did see some birds, though, if you would like me to go out and see if I can collect any eggs. Hmm. Um, if, if, you could, if you could find some, that would be uh, appreciated. I, I, I'd, I'd like that. 
Um, but don't don't trouble yourself too too hard. Uh, we well, I, I can fend for myself. Uh, um, and you, little little one, uh, what what have you been doing with your time? Well, um, I've been uh, you know, uh, messing around with your clock down there. I think I've finally started to puzzle out its mysteries. I see the little dials, and I think that if I start to uh, if if you grab one of those little hands. And you jerk them down, then it'll change. It'll change the look of the illusion. And uh, you see, as as Mads is saying this, um, Orion like gripping their uh, their spoon like tighter and tighter. Okay. Um. Well. Um. Have you done anything not? Potentially destructive and damaging to my property. Oh, you know, I, I, uh, well, I did start doing what you said. I, I started counting all of the, uh, all of the stones on the outside. Um, I, I think that I've, I think I have a final tally. I think I'm, I'm getting there. I think that it's maybe three or four tens of stones. Um, so I think if now that I have this, I think I should be able to. F- Finally, puzzle out all of the all of the secrets. Um, oh God. Uh, well, at least you're keeping busy in your. Deirdre. Um, uh, do you do you say anything in in this moment? Do you react to that conversation at all? Uh, she kind of like keeps eating her soup. Like, Mads has been up. Two things while I'm on my rides. Guess I gotta start bringing Mads on my rides. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Here, Mads, climb that tree. Look for eggs. Thank you. <laughs> well, um, Deirdre, I, I, I have. I, I'm happy to tell you that I, I'm making good progress with the work I've been doing. I, I feel like it won't be that much longer before before I can start testing the, the ritual and. Uh, perhaps it won't be long before I can send you back to Father Crayon. Thank you. Yes. Uh, it's, it's been a long process, but I, 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 th- I think that, uh, we're, may- we're doing good time. Well, uh, unless, unless you need me for anything, I, I have some final work I'd like to, uh, take care of tonight, so, uh, I, I, I will leave you to your business and, and, and see you for breakfast in the morning. And do you have anything that you want to ask them about or do? She probably just, like, thanks him again. Because, honestly, Father Crayon trusts Sage Orion. Therefore, mm-hmm. Deirdre trusts Sage Orion. Yeah. So she's just like, ah, yes. Orion is doing everything possible as quickly as possible. I am just very grateful that this is happening at all. Nice. I'm just going to do my best to keep Mads out of trouble. Uh, good. So with that, Sage Orion bids you to adieu and heads back upstairs to his private study. And uh, you, for the rest of the night, you know, you see um, a soft light coming from his office for the rest of the night until you are ready for bed. Is there anything else that you want to do tonight or are you good right now? I'm assuming I've been keeping Veritas in the living room at night. (laughs) Sure, yeah. Because... There's no way we're having a repeat of that. 
<laughs> no, definitely. Uh, yeah. So when, when you uh, take Veritas inside, um, you see Mads walk over to the clock and just sort of like mess with some dials and the illusion shifts pretty violently over to a picture of a field, which once again uh, is nighttime, just like it is outside. Hello and welcome to Minor Character Quest, a special sponsored segment brought to you by Flying Crow Coffee. Flying Crow Coffee, super fresh coffees roasted in tiny batches. Today we're joined by our old friend Eli, who will be doing a minor quest with his character, I once again, Lee Sing. Lee Sing. Eli, say hello. Hello. Lee Sing is a level eight bard slash con artist and a human (laughs) okay nice are you ready for your quest eli i'm ready for anything ty (sighs) you are flying through the air but it kind of feels like you're swimming and then you wake up and you're in bed what do you do (sighs) do i have to pee uh Romeo, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think passive your passive perception is probably high enough. You can tell that you do indeed have to pee. How early in the morning is it? Ooh, it's probably about six thirty. I'm gonna try to hold it for thirty minutes. All right, you. Oh no, you've set me up for the worst thing. Uh, I, God damn it. it! This is okay. This is the constitution roll of your life. We're looking for a twelve. Jesus Christ. Um, what have I done? I'm going to use enhance the enhance ability, the spell enhance ability, yep. and increase my. Uh, would you say it was a constitution? Yeah. Yeah, constitution. Okay, I'm. Okay, you know, it's me, the morning. You could have just said that you're gonna go get some flying crow coffee. <laughs> it's too early in the morning. It's too early. Okay. Um. So. I cast Enhance Ability Bears Endurance. I have advantage on constitution <laughs> checks. Okay. Let's do this. Let's do it. I got a 17. Hell yeah. Congratulations on surviving possibly the most dire minor character quest I have ever put you to. Well, that was fun and terrifying. Thanks again to Flying Crow Coffee. Make sure to use the discount code SEQ10 at checkout to let them know we sent you, and to get 10% off a single order or off your first subscription order. Find them at flyingcrowcoffee.com. Back to the show. Five more minutes, please. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. After that first night where Deirdre was like, uh, where all that stuff happened, has Deirdre been like sleeping well? Or do you think that she's been like m- more like how, how has she been treating her nightly rests? I guess I don't know a better way to phrase that. Um, I mean, she's a pretty light sleeper anyway. Mm-hmm. Just because she always has to be attentive, even when she's at home. Like if somebody comes in in the middle of the night, she has to go attend to the. Like, they don't necessarily, uh, lock the front doors. Yeah. So it's like, ah, the doors have opened. Time to go. I I think that, uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll something. Okay. So your passive perception is 13, correct? 
14. Okay. So in the middle of the night, you wake up, just sort of like rouse out of sleep, and there's not any movement in the room with you. Uh, you are by yourself, as far as you can tell. Um, but you are in, you know, in that cot on the second story of the tower. Do you do anything? What, what do you do right now? It's the middle of the night, but you have just woken up for no apparent reason. She probably listens, looks around, checks to see if Mads is there. Um, you look over at Mads's cot, and uh, Mads is not there. I get out of bed. Huh. What is your next step? How are you, you approaching this? Uh, I, I was going to say she grabs her holy symbol, but I'm pretty sure she, she sleeps with that on. That's fair. She's not going to grab any weapons or anything, but like, mm -hmm. at least she has her arcane focus, you know? Gotcha. Okay. Do you, you know, head downstairs? What, what's your what's your game plan right now? I'm assuming Mads is not stupid enough to go upstairs. So, yes, I go downstairs. Okay. Um, you go downstairs to the uh, that first floor. Veritas is, uh, do, do donkeys sleep sitting down? I, I feel like horses stand up while they sleep, but I, maybe I'm crazy. I mean, horses can sleep standing up, but that's mostly like short dozes. They do lie down to sleep. Okay. So I'm going to assume that Veritas is also lying down and is just sort of lying in the center of this um, illusory field, which just is fairly dark. There, there's like a little bit of star, you know, light filtering down. But other than, than that, it is a pretty just dark field. Um, with just this slightly waving grass uh, that Veritas is laying in the middle of. Um, and they, they look silent. Or they look, they're asleep, I should say. <laughs> I was going to say, like, Ty, is Veritas okay? Hmm. But just like normal, ah, Veritas has not woken up. Yes, um, yes. Do I see Mads around the room? Uh, roll me a perception check. Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, looking around the room, you do not see Mads. You see the, you know, there's that clock that is on the side of the wall. You see Veritas just sitting very, very calmly. Um, Mads is not, you don't know where they could be hiding in this, in this fairly open space. You do notice that there is that stick that they had uh, brought with them or that they had been like tapping, laying on the ground near the doorway. But other than that, there's no sign of them. Deirdre goes outside. Cool. Stepping out the door, looking around the courtyard, there is the tower that you have just left. To the left of you um, is a the crumbled remains of uh, presumably a second tower. There is also a mostly intact stone wall surrounding both towers uh, with that uh, metal damaged metal portcullis being the main entrance and then those like that little punji pit the little stables that's pretty much what you see uh it's a dirt courtyard right yeah it's it's dirt there's a little bit of um of grass but like little patchy bits of grass not like a field or anything like that there's also some scorch marks from the fireball that you cast a few days ago well yes of course but uh but yeah there's no there's no like plant life really uh can i see any like footprints oh cool um what would that be would that be uh, survival. investigation survival okay give me survival 
Ugh. That's only a 13. 13 is good enough. Um, looking down at the uh, at the dirt, uh, you do see a pair of footprints. They are, I mean, there's obviously like, there's obviously a lot of footprints around, but you do notice some that, are, that look fresher. They're on top of Veritas's hoof prints. <laughs> yes, exactly. There's a, a pair of footprints that are on top of Veritas's hoof prints. And um, they are fairly large. They're about your size. Mads has tiny feet, right? Yes, Mads has tiny feet. Mads has little goblin feet. I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. Do they... I feel like Deirdre's probably oh, at least vaguely aware of the size of Sage Orion's feet. Do these look similar, or... Um, you would... Are, like, are these normal expected footprints or is Deirdre <laughs> going to be all like there is a stranger um so if you wanted to know if for sure this was Sage Orion then you would need to roll investigation um you can tell that these feet are within the normal human like the normal humanoid limits like this does not appear to be like a Bigfoot situation <laughs> uh and this, like this could be their feet uh but if you want to roll an investigation check you can see whether or not you like recognize it I I will. She'll take a second to look at these. Cool. Okay. Ty, that's another nat 20. Oh, shit. You are 100% certain these, looking around the courtyard, you notice the feet that you recognize as your own footprints, uh, your particular boots. Maybe there's like a, a, a scratch or a hole that you recognize as like being in the sole of your shoe. Then you also uh, see... Mads's feet prints uh, around the uh, the dirt, and then the these fresh prints are um, these <laughs> these fresh prints <laughs> are distinct, and they match the same uh, the other ones that are around this area. There's there's only the three sets of footprints. There isn't a fourth, uh, which means that these must be without a doubt Sage Orion's. Okay, good. Yes. Uh, not super worried then. These footprints are allowed to be here. <laughs> yes, they are but allowed also, to be here. But also, now I'm scared that Mads broke into Sage Orion's office. <laughs> um, I'll also note that these footprints are heading away from the tower. Uh, what direction? They are heading towards uh, the left, towards that rubble of the uh, old second tower. So normal footprints, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like, why is Sage Orion going outside the wall at this time of night? No, 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 no. I, I'm going to go back inside, and I'm going to go up to the third story that Deirdre has never been to before, uh-huh. and be all like, Mads, I swear to God, if you are up here, huh. I swear to Thok, if you are up here. She doesn't say any of that out loud. She's very calm, mm-hmm. but she is also pissed. Gotcha. Uh, so uh, you you go up those, those stairs. Um, are you just bursting in like, door open or what are you how are you approaching this is there is a there is a door it's not locked but there is a door at the top of the that final flight of stairs is it shut all the way uh it is uh it is actually cracked open a little bit i push open the door um roll me a a general perception check i'm gonna give you some stuff regardless but uh i might give you more depending on how well you do unless you get a one i'm not gonna give you like nothing you know Deirdre's mad. We're going with one of the fire dice. Nice. Ooh, or should I do metal dice? That'll have a nice thunk. 
That was a good thunk. That's a 19. 19. Man, you've been doing you've been getting some good rolls. Yeah, so you I also have a plus 4 to perception. Gotcha. Looking around this space, you notice a, a few things off the bat. First of all, no one's inside. You do not see Sage Orion, nor do you see Mads. You also notice there's lots of papers, uh, lots of diagrams, lots of things like that scattered around the space. You notice a cot that is very clearly uh, where where Sage Orion sleeps. Um, you notice a desk uh, with a similar sending ritual components on it, um, akin to what Father Crayon uses, which is that that candle situation that I mentioned uh, way back when. Um, a few notable things about this. You, let's see, what were a few notable things about this? There's a uh, a tall cabinet that has like glass. No, it would have glass. A, a tall shelf, that's better, um, that has a lot of uh, various like bits and bobs on it. Nothing you, that would be used for uh, alchemy, nothing um, like magical in that way, uh, just like various things um, hanging out on that shelf. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what you see. Souvenirs. Souvenirs. <laughs> um, a, few, a few weapons, uh, a few things like that. Do I see any sign of Mads? Roll me an investigation. Ooh. 16. 16. Yeah, uh, you are, are looking around and you find, you see a little a little worm-like tail sticking out from the blankets of Sage Orion's uh, cot. Mads. Uh, you do not get a response. Mason. Uh, you see it like kind of wiggle around some more and then you see a little white face pop out of uh, from under the blanket. Mason, do you have Mads in there? Uh, it looks at you and then just kind of like scurries back under the blanket. I move the blanket so that I can at least get Mason out of there if Mads isn't here. Cool. Yeah. Um, you pull out Mason and uh, they just sort of like grab onto you um, and like crawl up onto your shoulder and cling on to you. But they do not. Uh, yeah, you don't you don't see any other sign of Mason or of Mads in here. Hmm. I put the sheet back as best as I can to make it look like uh, nobody was in here. Uh Uh-huh. Fair. And close the door behind me and start walking back all the way down to where I saw Mads' stick. Mm Mm-hmm. You said it was by the door? Yeah, it was by the door on the inside of the tower. Hmm. Mason, do you think they did find a secret passage? I don't know what sounds possums make. But he makes one of those sounds very, very kind of quietly and cutely. Hmm. Oh, do I have any spells that could help me here? I, I'm, I'm curious uh, to ask, um, what is Deirdre thinking right now? Deirdre is thinking that Mads got themselves in some trouble. Okay. Either with Sage Orion... Or followed Sage Orion outside, or just kind of went off and did something. And now she has to find out where they are. Unfortunately, I don't think clerics get locate person. And also, I don't have it prepared if they do. So I have nothing. 
I say away from my microphone. I have <laughs> nothing. <laughs> uh, you also have available to you any of the the normal sort of investigative things uh, that a person might have beyond just magical stuff. Yeah, but I was really hoping I could just be all like, yo, Thok, where did Mads go? <laughs> I, I I understand. I feel like I would I would want to do the same thing. It just seems like the fastest way to find them and make sure that they don't either irre- irreparably damage something or irreparably damage themselves. <laughs> yeah, fair. <sighs> Does it look like anything, like, happened? Pinned. I mean, if something happened in this room, Veritas would probably have woken up. Um, okay. So, Deirdre's like, did Mads follow? But I didn't see any footprints. What is your... Hmm. Hmm. I, I don't know what this would be, so I'm just going to ask you to roll me a wisdom check. Will do. Okay. Uh, straight wisdom would be 18. Okay. This is why you charge your dice, folks. They give you good rolls. <laughs> I, I'm, giving, I, I'm, I'm asking you to roll this because of what you just said. You have been walking in and out of this tower a few times to try to figure out where Mads has disappeared to. Now you're back down again where Veritas is sleeping, and Veritas is still sleeping totally unperturbed despite you having come through multiple times. Hmm. I feel like it probably takes Deirdre a second because Veritas doesn't... Veritas is used to a certain level of activity Mm -hmm. and wouldn't, like, get up or anything, but the fact that Veritas hasn't so much as lifted his head to see what has going on Mm -hmm. the third time that Deirdre walks into this room... That's probably what does it. Taking another look at Veritas, you notice that that like their ears, which are normally sort of like twitching about even while they're asleep, are just sort of laying pretty motionless. Um, you can see that they're breathing, but they don't seem to be aware in the same sort of way that they usually are as a uh, as a prey animal. Uh, I go over and give Veritas a little pat. Still nothing. Uh, yeah, no. Actually, uh, yeah, so you, you give them a little pat, and there isn't a specific, like, there, there isn't an, a reaction at first, but um, then you shake again a second time, and they, with that, sort of start awake, and seem, have like this sort of hazy look on their face. Their long face. Hmm. Deirdre is starting to feel less trust about Sage Orion. Because what would be the point of putting a mule to sleep? And also, what would be the point of kidnapping a goblin? Time to go to that second tower, lads. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So do you you head outside? Yeah. Okay. Um, Stepping outside, do you leave Veritas, I assume? In the seat. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, Veritas, it, like, probably takes a couple steps because I did wake him up. Yeah. But then I'm like, no, 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 you you, you just stay here. You're fine. You're fine. So you uh, step outside, and once again, it is, uh, there's cool night air. 
you can see the courtyard lit by uh, starlight, and you can see those footprints leading out to the rubble of that second tower. Walking over in that direction, well, roll me an investigation check. Oh, that will be another 19. Another 19. Um, walking over towards the rubble of that tower, you fo- are following these very clear footprints uh, making their way in that direction. Eventually, you reach the stones and you see the footprints continue directly into them. At this point, she's used to illusions. She follows. Yeah. I mean, like, hand out, but... Mm-hmm. You reach out your hand uh, and it passes straight through one of the, the stones. You do notice that uh, a couple of the, the smaller stones your feet hit against, as if perhaps there is something real here. But, uh, but as you step forward into this larger piece of uh, fallen wall, step th- straight through, um, and it becomes transparent to you, uh, maybe translucent, whatever, it becomes transparent to you, and you can see you can see through this illusory stone revealing a, a cleared-out space among the rubble. And as you step forward uh, into this, this open space, uh, you hear a, a hollow thud beneath your feet. Like I stepped on something, or like something's hitting something else? Uh, like you stepped on something. I mean, can I not see where I'm going? No, you can see where you're going. Uh, when you look down, you see just sort of a, a wooden, uh, several wooden planks making up, I guess you would say, a trapdoor. Cool. I take my foot off of that. <laughs> am I am I fallen? No, no, you're not falling. Am I falling. good? Am no, I safe? No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, like, like a... I said, I said I took my foot off of it. You laughed and said nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was terrifying, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, no, when I say trapdoor, I mean, uh, kind of like the door that you would have into an attic or a, or a basement okay. or something. Not like a trapdoor, like, like you step on it and woo, you've been trapped. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, Ty, this is D and D. It could have been the trap. I could have made you do a dexterity check. It could have been a trap. <laughs> is there anything else in the room, or is it just like this basement door? So this is not a room per se. This is just um, a bunch like of a rubble. Is, there's like there's a bunch of rubble from this fallen tower, and a large section of the rubble has been cleared out to uh, reveal this sort of circular um, space, and there was an illusion that was sort of hiding this open space in the rubble. Um, and then in the center of this open space, you have that trap door, the wooden trap door. Hmm. Hmm. Any signs of Mads? Um, looking down, you can see that the footprints of Father uh, of uh, Sage Orion are leading directly to this uh, trap door. And there is also a bit of a, um, like, a couple of small drag marks. Suspicious. Suspicious. For all Deirdre has been like, I can't believe I've been tasked with babysitting this small goblin. <laughs> she has become fond of them. Yeah. She goes, like, normally she minds her business. However, she has also made Mads her business. <laughs> uh, excellent. It's time to go in the trap door. Nice. Um, you open this this wooden trapdoor. There's a, a small metal ring that you grab and uh, and 
pry it open and it's fairly large. Uh, I said small earlier, but like it, it's, it is a fairly large opening, maybe like a five foot uh, circle. Um, and you're able to, that seems really big. Maybe not, maybe not quite could that a bear big. fit through it. A bear could have probably fit through this. And looking down right underneath this trapdoor, uh, you see a wooden plank that is sort of hammered into uh, into a stone wall. And then you see another wooden plank hammered into a stone wall and then on and on down, down, down. There, it, it, is, it is dark. It is very dark. They've got some good hammers to get into that stone wall. <laughs> yeah, some very good hammers. Very nice hammers. So there's basically just like a staircase? There's a staircase. It's a very uh, haphazard looking staircase. Well... Deirdre's kind of regretting not putting on any of her armor, but here we go. <laughs> She's not going back now. I'll have to remember what her AC is, just in case. <laughs> we see Deirdre descending wooden stairs, spiraling down a stone column, scarred with shining mica. She disappears into the darkness, leaving behind an ancient starlit fortress. So I think that's uh, I think that's where we're gonna end it today. All right. All right. Uh, how are you feeling about uh, not having any armor and weapons? Well, luckily, she does have spells. Very true. In fact, she has quite a few spells. Mm-hmm. So we in this. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, good luck, and uh, hopefully things things uh, turn out great for Deirdre. I wish her the best. And I also wish you the best, Elion. Thank you again for coming on. Ty? <laughs> Ty? What do you know that I don't know? Who knows? I mean, listen, the world. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Always bad, that always, world. Always bad, this world. Ooh. But yeah, thank you again for, for coming on, and uh, thank you listeners for listening. Really appreciate it, and if you could, uh, when you're done with this show, uh, if you haven't yet, check out Capes and Japes. It's a show. It's a fun show. What's a, what's a character, what's the next character you guys are going to be talking about? As of this recording, yeah. we're going to talk about Lobo, but as of listening to this, that'll be so long ago. That's going to be so long. Although, I guess... You can track when we recorded this episode <laughs> if you go to the Capes and Japes feed and see when we talked about Lobo. <laughs> It'll be uh, two days before that podcast uh, episode was released. So nice, nice, nice. Uh, check, check it out. Check it out. It's a fun. It's a fun, nice show. It's a good show. This is fun to listen to. Learn about learn about comic heroes and stuff. And villains. And villains. There's capes and japes involved in this. <laughs> That's not really what that word means, but here we are. Um, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, check out, please, uh, if you have a moment, also check out other shows. I'm, I'm plugging too many things. I'm just going to cut that out. Here, I'm going to plug something. Okay, plug something. Drink water. Drink water, guys. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Just drink water. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been working remotely a lot lately, and uh, I discovered I discovered recently that I only drink water when I'm at work. Apparently, because I I haven't been drinking. Yeah, I don't drink water at home. Um, it's it's a problem. It's not good. Just get a big bottle of water. Look at my nice forty ounce bottle of water. Ounces? Oh my god. Fill it up. 
carry it around. Just carry it around the house. It's a good plan. That's a very good plan. And with that, uh, I think we're going to uh, witter water on out of here. Witter water, witter water. Witter water, witter water, witter water. Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Kirby walking into the kitchen wearing a sleep cap. Kirby, did you steal the microwave? <laughs> oh, hello there, gentle listener. I didn't hear you there. You caught me reading the longest written work in the English language, The Subspace Emissary's World's Conquest, a Super Smash Brothers fan fiction. But let's set that aside for now. To advertise our podcast. Hi. I'm Beth. And I'm Max. And we're the hosts of Fan and Ball, a podcast about fandom, their history and culture. The people and things they create. And everything in between. Listen bi-weekly on Wednesdays on the Scavengers Network or wherever you find your podcasts. This is going to get cut and put in the bloopers. Lovely bard All right. Hello and welcome to Minor Character Quest, a special sponsor. No, I want to do this different. What up, bitches? Welcome to Minor Character Quest. This is sponsored by Flying Kiro Coffee. It's got that good, good shit and little tiny ass batches. <laughs> Let's fucking do this. Let's roll some goddamn dice. Oh. Get your fucking Flying Crow <laughs> Coffee, bitches. Wow, that is all spiking all over yeah, the place. Yeah. Maybe don't use that. <laughs> I won't. Uh, <laughs> Flying Crow Coffee, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's gonna. I'm gonna be so mad when I come across that in the editing. Um... <laughs> All right, because that's got, because I'm not gonna use that one for like um what like two months probably. Yeah. All right. <sighs> Hello and nope. I now I spiked. Uh, do you want to do a quick count off up to eight? Yes. Excellent. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Excellent. Here we are. Hi ho, and welcome to Side Character Quest. Uh, with me today is, as always, you broke up there a bit, Ty. Did, 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 did I really? <laughs> yep. Sorry. There All was... I heard was a little bit of character voice, and then you were looking at me expectantly <laughs> once it unfroze. <laughs> Sorry about that. I had a, I had a frog in my throat. Uh, mm. But uh, but yeah, we are. This is a side character quest, and I am Ty. And with me, as per use, Elion. Elion. I put a little flare on it that time. Ooh, good flare, good flare. Uh, your video has also stopped for me. I'm gonna try turning off my camera and turning it back on again, and we'll see what happens. Let's uh, let's start over with that. <laughs> um, 
Announcer voice. Announcer voice. It's weird times. It's weird times. It's weird times. Um, it's weird times. It's weird times. There's a curry brush, but there's also a curry comb, which looks terrifying. Because it's just like a... Uh, it's it's made out of metal. Nice. I'm going to send you a picture of this curry comb. Not to derail the podcast, but no, this fine. is very important. Just in life. Yeah, you got to brush the horse in circular... I almost said circular circles. Circular circles. You got a brush in circular circles. Those are the best kinds of circles. I personally really like those circles. They're good circles. Mm-hmm. How do I, I I'm trying to think of like the last like phrase that I want. Uh, I need something that like is foreboding but not melodramatic. Um oh. That is a fine line. I know. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Like, I, I feel that feels like a really short like button to put on the end. I feel like I want to have more on there, but uh, but I think that's I think that's all that I can say. Hello and welcome to Elion's Dice Sound Corner. Today, we will just be hearing some dice sounds. These are all my D20s getting put onto the 20 so that they charge those good vibes. Some of them are smaller than others. Some of them are metal. Well, just this one's metal. The rest of them are resin or acrylic. It's funny how most of them are counted as standard, and yet there are still size variations. What is standard? How is that 16 millimeters counted? Nobody knows. Now, we will hear all of my D6s being put on sixes. Again, these are all standard dice, and yet, there are size variations. Hello. Oh, Ty's back. Uh, you take your time. I am uh, just going to pull up a couple of notes that I have. It's all right. You just missed uh, Elion's Dice Sounds Corner, <laughs> where I <laughs> where I talk into the open air. Um. I actually, I've thought about the fact that I, I really like the sound of dice rolled on my my desk at home. Uh, I feel like I, I feel like I want to like record that a little bit before I leave forever because I feel like it's it's a very good like <laughs> foley noise. Um, I mean, by all means, make your own foley. Yeah. Uh, one second. Unfortunately, Ty was here for the D4s, so I didn't get to narrate those, but now we're on to the D12s. These are both dice. <clears throat> you were not gone for as long as I expected. <laughs> I heard like a pss, pss, pss. 
sound like a cat, <laughs> like you're talking to a cat. Nope. I just saw movement out of the corner of my eye and stopped talking. <laughs> um, immune to being charmed. Because it's very fun stuff, like, now I'm putting all my D12s on 12. You missed the D4s because Ty was here. But these are all dice that I don't use very often. Now mm. I'm moving on to the percentile die. I have this green one with brown numbers, and the numbers are very hard to see. So that one took a while. All right. I don't know why percentile die take me so long to find the zero for. Okay. All right. I don't even know why I'm charging my percentile die. It's not like I it, percentiles mean a lot of things. Higher is not necessarily better. Mm -hmm. And that has been Elion's dice sound corner. 